0: What it do, beautiful people, my melanated kings and queens? Welcome to it's just the conversations. I am your host, Just the Verse. Let's converse. <laughs> yeah, I love it when you talk, baby. you feel so smooth like butter, cocoa. This is just a conversation. Tell me
1: about it. Do and Tell me enough to be patient. People we people mad, making places. We history all our innovation We just have a conversation
0: Little girls deserve to be empowered from birth, taught they are beautiful individual beings unapologetically unique. Instead, too often they are taught their bodies are objects to be ashamed of, their emotions are too weak to handle logic, and their intelligence is only relative. Today we sit down with the queen on a mission to help other queens feel the empowerment they were born to have. Maybe we yeah. can break some cycles. The way you talkin' lady ain't so crazy, maybe that's because my of us are sedated. Class, different plane of existence. Everything you think is not so innovative. Underrated, but we gon' make it just like the world. That's why they hate us. They'll lead the board, but we the greatest. Why do you think they imitate us? We rising up, can't intimidate us need to get a taste of who we are speaking with today her name is Dr. Kia Fisher she is a clinical therapist and certified transformational life coach who holds a doctoral degree in psychology she specializes in trauma and the symptoms that it connects that is connected to traumatic experiences PTSD anxiety depression anger management etc Dr. Kia Fisher has 10 years of experience as a clinical therapist. She offers telehealth to those who are in need of transforming their lives by healing the rooted issues. She implements a different, different programs that will help to confront, forgive, heal, affirm self-love, and then create a healthy life with holistic approach. Her focus is to help women of color deal with the rooted issue that may be holding them back from a life they deserve. Dr. Kia Fisher also provides healing workshops and retreats, as well as self-love care uh, workshops and retreats. Dr. Fisher is an author, keynote speaker, and she is involved with several charities that support those who have been a victim of sexual assault, rape, sex trafficking, and domestic violence. Dr. Kia Fisher is not a tradi- traditional therapist. She, is, she has a gift to heal and she believes her purpose is connected to her past drama of sexual assault and rape. Her mission in life is to help others heal and create a life where her clients can be their best and live their best lives unapologetically. Thank you so much, Dr. Fisher, for being here today.
2: It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. We definitely
0: (laughs) welcome you. Let me tell you something. Um, I started this uh the end of last year and the moment I got the idea that I was going to do this I have been thinking I gotta get her I have to I gotta get, <laughs> get here because just watching you <laughs> on social media in a way that you empower women the way that you talk mm-hmm. about just being free in your mind that's just that's been my whole energy for the last couple years so I thank you so much for taking the time out your busy 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 schedule to sit with little old me.
2: <laughs> oh no but thank you for inviting me. I appreciate that so much Most definitely
0: I wanted to kind of jump in um in your bio, Uh, You Mm -hmm. talk about your past and that you dealt with sexual abuse. Um, Mm -hmm. In talking to the women that I call my sisters, uh, Mm -hmm. in my personal circle, I don't know of one that hasn't dealt with some sort of sexual trauma in their Mm -hmm. childhood. And you begin to see that it's more, it's more rampant than, than, We, you know, than we see or realize, or many realize, what made you Mm -hmm. take your experience and decide to, you know, one. I guess once you heal, decide to share it with other people, being so open like that.
2: Well, to be honest, while going through my healing is when I wrote my first book, and it wasn't even supposed to be a book; it was just um, a journal entry, if you will. about my experiences and what I remembered um, going through sexual assault and molestation. And it was supposed to be an activity for me to help, to help me heal. That was part of the exercise. But I couldn't stop writing. Mm. And I kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. And after I finished writing, I asked a, a friend of mine, you know, proofread it, what have you, and I'll put put it out there for people who may have gone through the struggle of of sexual harassment and how to deal with it. At the time, I was still not totally healed. Um, But the book content actually touched a lot of people, and I even got it to where it became a play. And seeing how people came up to me, um, people talked to me about the book, I didn't know that so many people had that many stories mm. to tell. Um, of course, later on, I, I you know, I'm a therapist, and as I, I was you know healing and helping others in their situation, I evolved in my healing. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I didn't want to ever come to a point where I don't want to tell it because I feel like I'm ashamed anymore. I wanted to be able to tell it any and everywhere because everywhere I went or everywhere my book laid, there were people there that had experiences in sexual assault or domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So I said, being transparent helps other people to tell their story, help other people to have a voice, and then they themselves can capture that moment and want to be able to tell other people their story, and then it goes on and on where healing can begin especially in our community yes because in our
0: community a lot of times it um even if it's unspoken Mm -hmm. the girls are like told like taught to be ashamed of it it's not something Mm -hmm. we talk Mm -hmm. about and Mm -hmm. i i was abused sexually when i was in um the daycare uh when i lived Mm -hmm. in new york as a child my father was a police officer. I went home one day and just told him, like, listen, I got to tell you what's been going on. And it mm-hmm. was it was a crazy situation that involved a lot of us kids and mm-hmm. it ended up going to court and so on and so forth. And for many years, I tried to keep it a secret. Like, I didn't want anybody to know this had happened to me. But once I realized that I didn't do anything wrong and there Mm -hmm. are other people it was young people that would start to you know i'd just be sitting and talking to one of the young girls and then they start crying and they start telling me these things and it's like wait i have something i can relate with you on Mm -hmm. um because my whole thing with that is in doing that we end up being ashamed of our bodies ashamed of our sexuality we are placed mm-hmm. in a in, in a position where we're the ones that have to be on the defensive at all times i've spoken about mm-hmm. this before it ends up the pressure ends up being on the girl um and it's taught to us and embedded in us from that young age when we're told Shh, don't say that don't say anything you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in your experience um how do you think that that like do you do you see where I'm coming from? Like, how do you agree with it? How do you think that that is that what's going on right now? Why they're so like we're just now starting to get people to talk about it. Why haven't we been talking about this openly? It's like the Me Too and everything is what finally got people mm-hmm. talking.
2: Like, what do yeah. we do? What I I I agree with you hundred percent, especially because that's what I live. You know, that was my experience um whereas it's kind of different with yours where you know you told your father and things came about where you went to court what have you i never got that because in my culture and it happened to me in jamaica and Mm. then i got raped in high school in college here in atlanta um but going back to my molestation um in jamaica i told what it was we're gonna keep this under mm-hmm. a heart like nobody needs to know, because it was a saddest thing. It was no, it was as if it was something to look on as dirty, and I don't want no one knowing our business in this family. Mm-hmm. So instead of dealing with the situation, because a person was living in the home, I got moved to another aunt's house, mm. and no one told, no one spoke about it ever again until I wrote my book, until I was hired, you know, and then being that angry child you know and then going back to New York or what have you and I live with my mom again and so forth they painted me as a troubled child because mm. they knew what happened to me you know what I'm saying so where no one else knows what happened to me why she acting like this and da 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 they painted me as this oh you're not going to do nothing and you're so angry and because my mother was uh, a mother of three kids three different fathers that's the narrative they gave us. Mm. and those were family members right so it was a thing where no one talked about it and it never happened but i know it happened you knew it happened and and they didn't understand and i and i believe it's again it's a culture thing it's not just a Indian thing i think it's a black culture thing. It is. where we have to deal with it internally and that Mm-hmm. And no one thinks about mental health because mental health just came on the scene, to be honest, right. in regards to it's okay to talk. So we dealt with those things and then it, 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 it magnified in anger, in anger, bitterness, trust issues, uh, depression, anxiety. And some people call it the, the, the black female issue where we're always angry and always mm-hmm. got issues. But a lot of us have, have gone through trust issues even with our own family members who took the side of the abuser by not talking about it Mm -hmm. so you get all these types of personalities and different ways of dealing with things because of what we went through and nobody knew you know um what i am proud of is that even during the pandemic more people people of color are, are able to open up more Mm-hmm. in regards yes. to needing help, right? Before, it was a stigma. I mean, they crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it, even about my business. I don't want people to know my things, even though it's a professional, you know? And the society or people, certain people in society have done a great job of breaking down those barriers. Yes. For people to see that it's not just somebody who's bipolar, schizophrenic, uh, personality. Disorder. There are people who go through grief, stress, uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD and still have the same symptoms as those who may um, deal with other serious psychosis. So it's the experience of yeah. everybody's an individual, yeah. you know? So I, I want this to be more than just a Me Too movement because mm-hmm. I have a love-hate relationship with the Me Too movement because I feel like it was an opportunity for the right People to say or the, or the truth to come out, and then it was an opportunity for people to get back at people for no reason. I agree. People were just calling names saying, This is what they did to me, this it is what they did me years ago. Ugly. Right, right. And it turned into something ugly. So I have a love hate relationship with it. I'm glad it started, but at the same time, you have to be mindful because there are some real true stories out there, testimony out there, experiences out there that people really need to get healing from and it needs to channel the right way and not be questioned because of the other side right. that just uses the situation. So, right. you know, it,
0: it does taint that it does taint that um whole thing because mm-hmm. we should in a perfect world we should be able to take the word of someone who says this happened to them but because yes. there's so many people that have, you know, poured their ugliness into it it ends up yeah. becoming a thing where you you second guess for a moment and it's a shame yeah. when you get to that point because like you said there are people out there who have serious issues dealing with this a lot of people think yeah. PTSD means that you were in gunfire or you had something no. like that happen but simply, mm-hmm. simply living a life where you know your word doesn't mean anything you're a child and you went and you told your family this is yes. what's happening yes. and they didn't believe you how do you trust the world how do you not how do you not question the motives of everyone around you how do you experience that again in college and feel comfortable to tell someone because at that point this is years of this now i don't feel like anyone's gonna believe me so now you walk around with right and now we're we're in a relationship with someone and they're having to pay for the sins Mm -hmm. of someone else and instead of them instead of us saying okay well, maybe it's because there's a trauma and we need to get to that. We, a -hmm. lot of times society brushes it off as, oh, she got daddy issues. Oh, she just whatever. And they brush it aside as if that's, Mm -hmm. it's just who they are. You know, angry women, black women, they're always angry. They're always bitter. And it's like, there's something to that because a lot of times we're not trying to be angry or bitter, but you're exhibiting habits that remind me and they're triggering something inside of me and because I've right. never been able to speak about this to anyone else I lash out in the only way that I can you know and I see right. that happening with our with our queen so many times and that's yeah. why I have a passion for young people I'm trying to grab up these young ones early and let them know talk come on therapy yeah. let's go I'm, yeah. I'm here for it because I want it's very important it's yeah. very important it's yeah. very important that's why I love um the page that you have on Facebook um one mm-hmm. of the question, one of the things that you posted the other day was uh you put up some pictures of uh beautiful um queens in the nude and you asked mm-hmm. why is it that we're uncomfortable with this and there were so many different answers and it it mm-hmm. made me sad because i'm like why are we so uncomfortable
2: mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. our beauty because besides made, yeah. made it that way Society made it that way what i find is and because i work most of the people of color women of color that mm-hmm. is my target market and what i find is those who are uh, women of color, we believe what society tells us. Some of us mm-hmm. believe what society tells us. And society tells us confusing messaging. One, when we're dressed a certain way, we're a thought, we're this, mm-hmm. we're that. But then the, when other, uh, uh, let's just call it real by real, when the white man sees us, it's exotic. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yep. By our own people, we're called, called thought, and all of this stuff but by the white man he's saying oh black women are exotic because it's different from what they usually have mm-hmm. we had things that are you know we are creating different we, i'm not saying no one everybody's not beautiful but we're different yes that's just plain and simple and when we get those confusing messages mm-hmm. it bothers ourselves a few. it bothers us as we look at ourselves internally as we look at ourselves Externally, mm-hmm. because we don't know what to think of ourselves, so we're saying we're saying because we don't know, you know. And it's it's funny to me um, whenever I see someone. I was listening to your to your show the other day. I, uh, I think it's, I, I don't remember the title of the podcast, but basically talking about how we tell our kids to dress, mm-hmm. um, you know, what they should put on so they don't get looked at a certain way. And I feel like that is an injustice to our kids I because agree. at the end of the day, you know, who? why are we telling kids, you shouldn't address this way instead of telling men you should be looking at women or little girls this way. Exactly. Why are we reversing it? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and I have two girls. Of course, they're very well endowed, you know, and whether they have a sweatpants on, whether they have a jeans on, whether they have a skirt on. You're going to see, the, you know, the booty, the 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 hips, what have you. They're very well endowed, right? How can I tell my kids we're two times, three times, um, um, larger size so that other men don't look so men don't look at you a certain way? And that's what my does that problem. say? And that's my what problem. does that say to our kids? <laughs> but then we grow like that. Yeah. We become adults like that. Yeah. So yes, our bodies are shameful so to some of us because. We believe in those things that were told to us. Most definitely. Go put on a big sweatshirt mm-hmm. because uncle so-and-so is coming on, coming over. Why are you inviting uncle so-and-so exactly. to feel like uncle so-and-so is exactly. going to be looking at the top like that? Yep. We need to change the narrative. Yes. You know, instead and of what we were taught.
0: Exactly. And I, le- I, I place the response. Every time I have this conversation, I place the responsibility on us mothers of sons fathers of sons mm-hmm. as well but yeah. especially us yeah. mothers of sons and especially when we've gone through some sort of trauma or whatever or we know or we're familiar with this i need to do my part as a mother of a king to tell him yes. you need to respect her it's just like i said on that yeah. episode i don't care she's standing in front of you with zero on backing yeah. it up and yeah. doing whatever unless you have explicit permission to touch you do not touch you know you exactly. need to, you you, exactly. you need to respect women on a whole but yeah. especially our queens you gotta respect yes. us you know because we're not yeah. gonna get it from other places let's start getting it right. from home so I'm hoping that my little job with him and his friends are very respectful as well so shout out to their parents because I know mm-hmm. that he associates themselves with certain types of people and yeah. that little group right there can you know spark the next person spark the next person but we have to start teaching our sons Yes. In the meantime, we got to tell the girls be cautious or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it should not be only up to them because what happens is now we're adults and now we want to explore our sexuality. And then when we go to explore our sexuality, society says you're a hoe. Society says, you know, you just, you nasty, you a freak,
2: you this, or. Or the other half of the other other side of that is we don't know how, mm-hmm. so when we get into relationships with our other with our spouses or whoever and we don't even know how to appreciate our bodies. we don't even know how to explore sexually with our spouses or with someone who we're involved with because of the fact that we don't even appreciate or know how to appreciate our own bodies because of what we were taught when we were young, we oh, were sheltered in, or we were forced to do,
0: yeah. Yep, I stand in front of the mirror naked sometimes, even when I don't know, not sometimes, every time I come out the shower, I spend some time in the mirror naked, just looking at myself, even when I've gained some pounds, when I've lost some pounds, whether I think it looks great at the moment, whether I don't, I look at myself, I spend time in the bathroom looking at myself, because it's like, this is what it is, if you want to change it, you need to go over there and do some, you know, crunches, get your workout on, whatever, but you are who you are, and it took a while to get to that point.
2: Yeah, You wouldn't even get out of the
0: shower without putting on a towel. What do you mean, man? I remember,
2: <laughs> I remember being young, and 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 that's of course, you 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 fifteen, fourteen, you ain't you know you look right, but you're always wearing a t shirt when you go into to to the pool mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. That was all conditioned. Yeah, you have a bathing suit on but you put them on but the t-shirt on because t-shirt. Yep, every mama said, you don't want all these boys or these people yep. looking at you. So you put on a t-shirt. That's the training that we got from young. Mm-hmm. And then when we get older, we don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. We want we see other females and we get mad because they're free. Mm-hmm. Get mad because they're doing their thing and you don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of the times, even within our culture with our sisterhood. And that's why it's so important. There's so many things that happen growing up to now on so many different levels. Everybody's different that we class. And mm-hmm. that's why I started the group because I said, and I always say out of respect, because some people are not at that level. Some right. people don't know how to be at that level, but it's there for you because I know that this is a problem. By having clients with women women clients who have issues in their marriages because they're not sexual because of a trauma or they don't know, or they are they are there divorcee and they're older. And so their body goes and changes menopause, but they want to have relationships, but sex hurts. They don't know where to go with these conversations right. because no one talks about them because it's embarrassing or whatever, or there's no form to do it really, you know, because we never had that. So I wanted to be able to do this because I know that there are women out there that need answers, and even if it is for them to look and not like the button, press the like button, but they're getting the information. Right. That's enough.
0: Right, and that's I've been enough. inviting. I've been inviting people to that group, um, women to that group, yeah. because I'm like, you know, it's it's funny because when I tell them about it, it's a little giggle at first. It's it's so funny because m- most of my friends are in their forties. Okay, and mm-hmm. everyone is giggling, and it's like this is. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to be uptight, but I'm just saying like there. It shouldn't even be.
2: They're uncomfortable, right? The it shouldn't uncomfortable. be uncomfortable,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at this, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is dope. This is dope. Mm-hmm. Explore yourself. Look at your body. Love your body. Mm-hmm. Love your yoni. All of that. Like that's that's, that's yeah. who we are. That's that's what makes us, that's part of what makes us so strong and so beautiful. And the yeah. violation of that and then the violations of our thoughts and our mind afterwards and trying to deal with this is what has yeah. broken us for so long. But it's it's people like you. Who are not afraid to tell their stories? That's that's now starting to to help break generational, you know, generational patterns. Um. So yeah. that our next and it, generation it comes can with a be price, better. you know.
2: Mhm. I'm sure. It, yeah, does. it comes with it, it comes with <laughs> a price, you know, but it has to be something where you're passionate about, and it's an assignment for you. You know that spiritually, it's an assignment. Yeah. And that's what gets you over all the other bull around it you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day who's going to do it you know who's going to do it? who's going to be bold enough to say or courageous enough to say screw it they may think I'm this that, and the third I don't care I'm helping women I'm helping women find themselves I'm helping women in their relationships with themselves and with others I'm helping people women to be free I'm helping men to learn about their women because some of the things that I even post on my regular pages The men are like, yo, I didn't know that. Mm. Yo, you actually teaching me something. You know what I'm saying? And it helps. The black family, it helps. Relationships between each other. So if that's, if uh, the good outweighs the whole, you know, foolishness of the negativity or whatever, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because it's needed in our community. It's needed. To bring sisterhood together so women can come together and be okay with having these conversations without being looked at a certain way. Right. So it's it's very much needed.
0: Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um I mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. your your relationship and every time I see a picture of you and your husband, I just smile. I know everyone <laughs> has, you know, they have whatever that happens behind closed doors, but you guys bring me so much love vibes. Like mm-hmm. there's to me, self-love is black love, but to see two people who clearly love themselves enough and en- enough to mm-hmm. love each other um, mm-hmm. is beautiful to witness. I know you one time you told your story about you guys have been together for like forever 28 years yes yeah long time long yeah. time yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys dated for a long time and then you you know mm-hmm. uh, how long did you guys date
2: we dated oh gosh don't let me lie and then he heard it like, oh so you don't remember <laughs> so but we've right. together <laughs> 28 years all together we dated all through high school and one year of college mm. so um we've been in our lives each other's life for 28 years so Uh, we've been married my daughter is 17 we've been married 18 years wow
0: that's so beautiful and it's so beautiful because you're around my age so um Mm -hmm. it seems there are more and more I'm I'm not married have never been married and there seems there Mm -hmm. are so many of us um in that age group that you know either we have friends that did try it earlier and it didn't work out or they just didn't get um, mm-hmm. they married at all. When I mm-hmm, get a mm-hmm. chance to see something so beautiful and to see that you guys had a process and you guys yeah. you know, overcame whatever came your way, it reminds me of old school um jet magazines, you know, in the back where it had <laughs> those couples <laughs> that's been married for like 50 years like dang say like like, y'all come out the womb and get married it's so dope you know I'm a person that believes that everything happens in this time I haven't been married yet but I don't think anyone that I've dated so far up until this moment well not including this moment but before this moment I don't think there's anyone so far that I would have been happy with forever in you know Mm -hmm. in in marrying I I just you know, when you have an ex and you look back like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. To see it is beautiful. So I want you to know that that encourages me as I see younger, um, younger girls that question their relationships. They wonder if, you know, how what it's gonna am I gonna get married at this age? How long should I wait? It's been a year and he hasn't this and whatever. You guys went through high school, you went through
2: college,
0: then you you know, you Well
2: we you we went to college for a year, we broke up and then we got back together. I want to tell you, it was probably three, four years later. You
0: see what I'm saying? That's the part I was getting to. Y'all had that gap in between, and you came back, and it was beautiful. Like you show in yeah. so many different levels how that love really can be something that draws people together. How do you use your relationship? Do you use your relationship in your, you know, the way that you empower women who may either, you know, whatever place they are in their relationship status because it seems like you've had an opportunity to explore a lot in your young years you are around my age so I'm gonna say be young together girl um (laughs) you've explored different um different points you know in relationships kind of like all of
2: them pretty much
0: so do you use that Mm -hmm. in helping other women that you talk to
2: well a lot of single women come to me and a lot of married women come to me and I would tell you the different conversations because they are two different things um, those who are single I let them know the best time while being single is dating mm-hmm. and you date on a whole what I mean by that is don't date one person amen and I'm not saying screw everybody I'm saying date at least two three four people by going out getting to know and then narrow it down to the one person mm-hmm. why? Too many of us, you know, and I I can attest to that, and that's probably why the reason why I had my break is because too many of us have this one guy that we're with for five, six, seven years Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then find out, nah, not for me. And you Mm -hmm. just wasted five, seven years of being loyal to one person, Mm -hmm. not married, just loyal, loyal. boyfriend, girlfriend, man, and nothing came from it. But but, but wasted time for five, seven years and some beautiful moments. But when you are in some ways, it's lack of a better word, speed dating, (laughs) you know, where a couple of months you take four or five guys to date, go out to eat, have conversations over the phone where you're not disloyal to one. And and you tell them now. It's not a secret. I'm dating. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. That's honesty. I'm getting to know you so I can see because then you get time for each one to show you what they can do, how how their um, problem solving skills are, oh, how their problem solving skills are, how um, communication skills are, how, you know, um, basically what they do with money, you know, just different things that you should know and you don't need five, six years to figure it out. Right. And then you keep from there. No and then is dating. honesty. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then honesty. And that goes for both marriage and that goes for single. I believe honesty is the best policy. Now, I deal with different relationships that are poly, that are, um, <clears throat> you know, they have uh, different negotiations within their relationship.
1: Mm. And then I
2: have, you know, regular husband and wife. So, but one thing that I realized that makes things like this work that maybe other people wouldn't try, like poly relationships and stuff, is honesty, yeah. raw honesty. And my husband and I went through a period of infidelity, what have you. And when we decided that we were going to fight for our marriage and stay together because we put too much into this and we both were on the same page because it won't work. If one wants well, to right, and one don't, right. that's the that's of it but when both of us decided that this is what we're going to do it was when we decided to be straight honest and i mean honest to the point where i don't like this i like this i don't like how when you do this sexually mentally physically financially everything was honesty mm-hmm. and communication and we got to learn each, all each other all over again i love languages our temperament because what you were in high school you went you you probably not going to be the same way when you're in your 30s. So we had to relearn each other and took time for that. Communication is key. Finances is key. And talking about finances is key. Mm-hmm. Your ambition. What do you want to do with your life? So I know that, because I'm, I'm an energy person and I'm a person who, if I vibrate a certain way and you are low vibration, something's going to be right in our relationship.
1: Right. So
2: in order to vibrate higher, Whether you want to go to school, do your thing, or you want to open up a business, or you want to work for somebody, make sure it's something that you love to do so you will always be on a certain vibrating um, frequency where you're always doing your hobby. But if you're mad about the job you got, if you're mad about not being able to do this, that, and the third, and I'm good where I'm at, we're always going to be in some type of fight because Mm -hmm. we're not on the same. You know? So, honesty, communication, talking about finances and for married people or people who are together and are sexually together. Talk about sex. Yes. Talk about it. It is important to talk about it. It's important to make time for it because when you're married, we you do get busy, but that doesn't stop the want and the need. It's yeah. just that we get busy. So talk about it. What works for you? Some people I have clients who, who have husbands and you know, husbands who schedule their time. That works for them. Some people don't schedule the time they like spontaneous. That works for them. Whatever works in your relationship may not work in somebody else's relationship. And that's okay. The tips that I would also get outside of those things is don't look at other people's relationship and Mm. think that yours is going to be the
1: same.
2: Mm. Everybody's relationship is different. You don't know that smile on the face is really a fraud. Mm -hmm. So don't compare your relationship to the next relationship. The second thing is don't get advice from people that you do not, that you don't want, that that, that don't show where you want to be. Mm. It's great to talk, communicate about relationships, but when you want advice, like for me, I'm a business I'm not going to get information from someone who doesn't have their own business. Right. I'm going to get information from someone who's higher in the business that I'm in. And I'm like, yo, how did you get that? Right. Same thing when it comes to a married couple, I'm, I'm 28 in my marriage, 28 years, I'm sorry, 28 together, 18 years in my marriage, but I go to the 40-year marriages, the 30-year mm-hmm. marriages, mm-hmm. and say, yo, how, how, how? Because they're doing something to keep it together, and that's where I would want to get some type of wisdom from, yes. and that's what I would suggest to yes. anybody who is looking, you know, to, to, to solidify their marriage, to get with, you know, a dude or, or a girl, what have you. That single life is, is a is a it's not rough because people have to learn how to be okay in their single. Yes. They're good in there. They date themselves, they're fine. That way you just don't pick up anybody that shows you anything because you could do it for yourself. But at the same time, date several people and then pick from those pick the cream of the crop from those several people. I definitely so not agree.
0: Them. I definitely agree. Yeah. I think normalizing yeah. um I've said it a million times, we'll find ourselves in relationships that no one else signed up for. It's like, (laughs) and then you start putting these commitments and these expectations on people and they didn't sign up for those commitments or those expectations. So then when they're, when they disappoint you for not living up to the potential that you placed in your mind, you want to blame them and say that they're nothing. And it's like, that's not the case at all. So normalize that. And, and you you could miss out on somebody great because you decided to commit to somebody who might be okay. And that I think is unhealthy. And then for us single women, let me tell you something, somebody come to me and ask me questions when it comes to um, marriages. My husband did, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I I don't, (laughs) nope, I'm not even gonna delve into. And I think that's another thing is know your lane and know your strength there are certain things if i you want to know about healing from a relationship i'm your girl come to me i can talk Mm -hmm. to you loving yourself Mm -hmm. after going through certain things i can yo i got you but i have not been married Mm -hmm. yet Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people get so caught up in the fact that they give good advice that they consume themselves with other people's relationships and when they give them that advice they're expecting that now i want oh that was good advice that i gave to my friend now i want my man to do the same thing for me he ain't signed yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing to, to look out for those who are married is that girlfriend who's not happy in her marriage you you asking her for advice. Right. you got to be careful of that because she is looking at your relationship from her eyes and right. what you got going on in her marriage. So be, that's why I said be mindful of who, even if they are married, be mindful who you ask for advice. Yeah. Because if they are not happy in their marriage, they're going to give you their perception of what is going on. And it's not necessarily what you need at that point. You know, I've had many people who I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in, if there's abuse or what have you, bye. Right. but if it's something that you can work out infidelity, if it's not chronic, it could be worked out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, I say to people, you break up with this man because of infidelity and you didn't want to fight, you didn't want to sit in it to figure out how you can, what was the reason why you cheated? What, did I do something? And then uh, look at yourself in an honest way and say, man, damn, maybe I contributed that. For me, it was, I had no time. I had no time. And he is a, his love language is kind.
0: That's and true. I was
2: in school, you know, that's not an excuse, but I can respect the fact that that was the reason why. You get what I'm saying? You gave me the truth instead of saying, I don't know why I did it. You gave me the reason, which I can work with and say, okay, now I know what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? To so humble yourself and be able to do
0: that, to that, to that is a task in and of itself that a lot of people, especially women that's been cheated on, it's because we're mm-hmm. taught so many times, there's no excuse for that. And there isn't an excuse for that. But I believe that those people, those, out. Jet, yep, those people in those jet magazines that I spoke about before, yeah, sometimes things, a lot of times some things happen. You know, it's not to excuse yeah. it. And you. Know, I'm, I'm not, whatever you decide to do is what you decide to do. But even if, my mm-hmm. thing is, even if you decide to walk away, it would still be mm-hmm. good for you to look in yourself to see how you may have contributed to this action. so Correct. that you can fix Correct. it before you get to I somebody see. else.
2: And now, who's to say you got somebody else you, you before and the same thing happened? When you could have fixed the first yep. one, but you you're in a second, and the same thing, the happens. Same thing happens. My yep. thing is, yeah, I, and I always talk to the ones that divorcees, like the two, three divorces, the ones who divorced two times, three times, and I said it's something with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will they got issues too. Something happened, but there's something with you while you're attracting the same person type of people mm-hmm. for you to be divorced over and over for the same. Reason. What is it about you? And it's a very hard question. When you do self evaluation and you're honest with yourself, it is difficult. It's shadow work. It's difficult. You're going to see things that you're like, Mm you
1: know
2: what I'm saying? But when you fix it, your life is. My husband and I, I will not tell you my life on everything. We are the happiest we've ever been. Ever been.
0: We
2: don't argue. We may have a discussion, yep. but we come up with a solution, yep. and then we keep it moving. No marriage, no nothing. Yeah. We are right or that. It would not happen. I don't think it would have happened if we never went through the gully together. Right. If and we and never in, fought together.
0: And in my, in my life, though I'm not married, but I am in a very happy mm-hmm. relationship, but in my life... Really? Um, mm-hmm. I had to go through the pain I had to heal from the pain fall in love with myself mm-hmm. and have that peace mm-hmm. and then I attracted the energy of someone who has that same sort of peace with themselves yes, yes. he has some things going on yes. in his life that he would rather not be that way but for the most part he mm-hmm. has peace within himself and in doing that from me being able to it it started with my self-evaluation when I came out to Arizona Mm -hmm. and I had no one I had to sit there and be like okay where do you need to fix yourself and having to I call it the accountability tour but sitting sitting there and not allowing myself to have any excuses. No, you can't say it's because they did this. It's because they, well, what could you have done to prevent that? Or what could you have done to handle that situation better? So the end result was different. I cried many times, many times, Mm -hmm. just looking in the mirror at the things that I needed to fix that I could not in truth, regardless of what they did in reaction. That was horrible to me at the end of the day. um, For me, my biggest thing mm-hmm. is being a fixer i was always a fixer yeah fix everything i gotta fix everything i gotta fix everything so in doing that um the guys that i would date i know it i don't even gotta to talk to them but one of them confirmed it the guys that i it's kind of like i'm raising them you know what i'm saying yes. and I, you're, attracted. Wants,
2: you're attracted you actually the project. you need to fix you see
0: what i'm saying so when i yeah. came out of that I don't have a project now. So much yeah. like what you just described, we don't argue. We will have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We will disagree. I think I may have raised my voice at him one time, and he told me to chill out. And he was like, "I'm not getting on the phone <laughs> with you until you're okay." So you might as mm-hmm. well just get it out your system now. And after that, especially with him being so complete that he was strong enough to have that reaction, because we've told right. each other stories of our past. He's gone off on his exes before, but. I guess he's at a point where he is full within himself. So now he doesn't have to address me like that. He can be the bigger person right. at some point that's be like, "I right, listen, you going to calm down because we're not doing this and it's healthier. And it's my life yes. is peaceful. Right. <laughs> it's peaceful. Right. You know?
2: Yes. Um, you see it. You see it on your face. You see it in your spirit. It's joy. And it's not that everything around your life is, 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 is perfect but it's more so you have somebody that you can live life with and both of you as a team who say, I right, we deal with this. You going to take care of this or what have you. And it's now more peaceful because you're not having a contented spirit with each right. other. You're not, you know what I'm saying? It's just a different flow. So I definitely believe that when you start to heal yourself internally, yes. And when you're in a relationship and you decide you're going to fight and actually mean it and do the work, Mm -hmm. the other side of that is bliss. It is bliss. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, two things can happen. You can either be that that, that couple that show other people that you can get through the mess and be be here and be happy. Or you're going to have people that hate the fact that you're happy. Either way, it's okay because Mm -hmm. you got each other. There you go. That's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So before mm-hmm. we wrap this up, um, last question I wanted to ask you, and I can't wait for this answer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to a younger you, perhaps um, in your high school years, when you started this mm-hmm. whole little journey, what would you, what advice would you give to a younger you that's in that headspace?
2: Uh, uh, Any advice or just... Any
0: advice. Just life advice that you would give to you.
2: I would say fall in love with yourself first. Mm. And why I say that is because once you fall in in love with yourself first in every area of your life, emotionally, mentally, physically, you fall in love with yourself first, there's a lot of things that you will eliminate from your space that does not connect with you falling you being in love with yourself mm. so the friendships that don't fall in line won't be there. the relationships cannot connect if they can't love you the way you love yourself. Your passion for life would be connected to you because your love for yourself, makes you see what you're compassionate about and you want in life so you will go for it, whether it's a job, the education, what have you. The whole thing is a lot of people said the first thing to say is love God, do God, what so have you, and that's that goes without saying. But there are people who love God and still don't love themselves. Still, mm. So you must love yourself first in order for things to align to you that God has for you. So that's what I would say to my younger self.
0: Let me tell and you I something.
2: And I wish I knew that at that time. It was a yeah. lot of bullshit I wouldn't have gone through. Let me but tell okay. you something. Every woman <laughs> that has
0: come on here has given that same sentiment. But what's beautiful yeah. is all of you have different reasons for why you're saying that. Mm-hmm. But it's a common yeah. thread because we all have gone through so much. And in the end, we mm-hmm. realized if loving if i had loved myself earlier i -hmm. could have made a different life for myself we're grateful i'm sure you are like myself i'm grateful for what i've gone through it built who i am yeah but there's a lot of things that could have been avoided so i hope that as people listen to this um especially young melanated queens love yourself listen Mm -hmm. love yourself because loving yourself like you said i love what you said loving yourself is like the key to everything else falling in line having the right friends having the right relationships making the right moves because you're considering the love for yourself first if i'm in love with my dude i'm trying to do everything i can for him i am that's the way you go love hard so if i'm in love with me why i can't try to do everything for myself
2: come on now exactly <laughs> you know? exactly and loving yourself oh. will help him know how to love you yes you get what i'm saying yes. help your friends to know how to ride with you yes that's what i said if you show that if you show that and, and i never had that in the beginning mm-hmm. i never had that so i looked for attention and i i wasn't a type of attention to clothes. i wanted friends even right. though they were not real friends mm-hmm. i knew they weren't Mm-hmm. But I wanted that so bad because I didn't have the family backing, the dish backing. Mm-hmm. So I searched for that. But if I had loved myself first, I would have gotten the friend that I have now. Yes. Yes,
0: ma'am. From the <laughs> yes, you know? ma'am, I agree one hundred percent. It has been an absolute pleasure. I knew you were gonna just fill me up. Um Aww. because you know, I speak to other people, but you know, i made a post one time. Who does the person that everyone talks to talk to? <laughs> and <laughs> for me, like, I don't know if you, cause I just go liking everything you put up there, but I promise you, you speak to me every day. Every time you post Aww. something, you speak directly to me. So I just want to put beautiful. it on record that I appreciate you. I really do. And Thank I salute you. you. I salute you. Ah,
2: so, I received that. Thank you.
0: Can you please tell people where they can find you so they can get more of Dr. Kia Fisher?
2: Okay. Well, on Facebook, of course, I'm there. Um, just look up Kia, K-I-A, Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. I'm on there. I'm on IG at Dr. Kia underscore my underscore magical underscore garden. I know it's long, but I'm on there. Um and then drip fit underscore uh by Dr. Kia on um ID as well. Um my website is www.mymagical, dot with a K. My magical dot com. So it's magical with a with a K he, um gardenhealing dot com. Well, I have your website, website names
0: come through that's right (laughs) even your name for your website lit I love it I love it I just feel empowered just typing that in so um, thank you again so much Mm -hmm. for joining me I really really appreciate you I hope that you will come back at another time in the meantime I encourage everyone to go and follow this queen look her up get the help that you need join a group um you know Mm -hmm. set an appointment do what you got to do because I promise you just five minutes with this queen and you will be on the Mm -hmm. A had path to something good. I promise you that. Yay. Thank you again. <laughs> Remember, you can find It's Just the conversations and so much more at MelanatedVersus.com. Also, follow me on social media platforms at MelanatedVersus. This is Just a Conversation. Everybody don't
1: know more than my probation. Don't talk to me. Don't tell the love to be patient. But we won't take you deep enough in complacent. So i you all our information a conversation